This podcast is brought to you by our partners at 8 Star Energy. 8 Star Energy, a clean energy company, leading the future of portable and renewable energy. To find out more, follow them on Facebook at 8 Star Energy. I want attacking purpose for football all the time. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight and we're going to fight hard. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. A marvellous kick. That's as good as you'll ever see. And puts Graham back in front. I don't know about you guys, but if I see one bloke walking out of here, give the pat on back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. From inside the centre square, boys kick the goal. Boys kick the goal. From inside the centre. Hey folks, welcome to Danny Boyd, a podcast about the most brilliant, amazing, spectacular football club in the multiverse. That is the Footscray Football Club, trading as Western Bulldogs. My name is Danny McGinlay. I'm a bit hard of breath, but I'm okay. And with me, a man who's never had COVID. Ha <laughs> one nil, Boydie, Tom Boyd. <laughs> it's good to be here, mate. I must say, I was a little bit concerned when my phone started blowing up last week, but... Um... Do you know when you got it? Have you worked it out yet? No idea. No, no. I, um, I let me, let's go through the the series of events. What happened? So last Tuesday, uh, I was about to go into work. I do. I work for a, a couple of TV shows uh, for Working Dog. So we work. On, we produce. Have you been paying attention? And a show called The Cheap Seats, which is on Channel Ten on Tuesdays. And uh, Working Dog sent us all out these rapid antigen tests that we're supposed to take before any time we're going into studio. Just yeah. <clears throat> they've been very paranoid and uh, and and for good reason because I felt fine. I was I was on my way to the gym, but I thought I'll just do the rapid antigen test because uh, I've got I've got uh, 15 minutes to get ready for the gym. Did it. Uh, 15 minutes later I'm about to walk out the door, went, "All right, I'll just check that, take a photo of it, send it to the producer and it said I was positive." Which uh, I did not feel at all. I thought, I thought, oh great, it's stuffed it up. I better go get a real test to be safe. That's the policy. Uh, rang the producer, said, look, uh, the antigen test is stuffed up, but I won't come in just to be safe. She went fine, got the test, and then uh, yeah, I sat alone in my bedroom for a lot. I figured I'd wake up the next day with the text saying you're negative, yeah. as is normally happening. But when I hadn't heard anything by two o'clock, I was a bit paranoid. And then sure enough, I got an email first that said, you are not negative. And, uh, and then the, what's, the panic what's that began. Day? You're talking 24 hours later? Still, you, got, you haven't got the email? Uh, yeah. Over, so it was about, I got the first test done about 9.30 in the morning. Uh, that was the, up the, uh, sorry, the, the proper test where I went to the clinic and, you know, a nurse shoved a thing up my nose. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would have been about 2.30, 3 o'clock when I got the email. Okay. Saying, yep, you got it. Which it's still um, at that stage, no. At that I'd sort of that twenty four hours was the worst. Uh just definitely getting more and more paranoid that I had it. And any ache or pain or cough or sneeze I had during that period just was followed by a an overwhelming paranoia. Yeah. That this was the start of something horrible. Yeah, and look, it's a, the toughest thing. I mean, we've been dealing with this thing for two years almost and it's been like you never, ever want to get it. Um, we've been trying to keep it out of our country and now it's here 
Um, yep. We've all done the right thing. Oh, the vast majority of us have done the right thing, got vaccinated. Um, you know, clearly it's not desirable to still get it. But um, that guilt uh, or that shame or any of that, those feelings are sort of unfounded, but still natural to feel, obviously. Um, Absolutely, yeah. You don't, that- wanna, you don't endanger the tribe. It's That's a very right. primal sort of uh, instinct. So, yeah. So then I, I had to ring. Uh, so the night before I'd done play rehearsal, got a play coming out in January, come along. Um, I rang you. I rang Limo, who I do my other podcast with, the guests we had. I had to ring my mum because she'd taken care of my kids. I had to ring my wife. And that was just, that was pretty bad, ringing people saying, yeah, hey, I have COVID. You got to go get tested. It's yeah. uh, it's it, it was surreal. Yeah, I, I think my reaction to it was um, when when you called me and and you were like clearly really stressed. I was like, mate, I just want you to know that you know you didn't do anything wrong. You know, you're no. just living and, and and I know you 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 can't just do it. You know, you just feel the way that you do about these things. But the work the the first thing that came to my mind was obviously well, how, a how are you feeling um, physically, yeah. but b Look, I really want you to know that, you know, regardless of what happens, um, you know, I'm never going to hold any ill will. You know, you never had any intentions and you still didn't feel anything by the time that you tested positive. So, and, you know, that's... uh, Yeah, but it just proves rapid antigen tests work. If any of you work in a business thinking about getting back into uh, face-to-face working, invest in a few rapid antigen tests because they do work and they... Because I would have gone into Channel 10 and yeah, yeah. I would have passed it on to God knows how many Yeah, I think it's about 20 bucks like. and you can get a couple of them from Chemist Warehouse, that the same, something like oh, that. Oh, mate, what a bargain. Yeah, well, because that's what I obviously ended like, you know, once I... Is remember. that what you did? You've, you've actually done well in avoiding having proper COVID tests for a long time by living regional and yeah. isolating. And yeah, yeah. How many of you have, you... have you even had one yet? No, I haven't had one. I, I've had no need to. Um, that's a record. Sure. I, I didn't leave my house for, like, I didn't see any people for probably six months, you know? Like, I just, I never saw anyone. So, it was bliss um, for you. Yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> slightly lonely, but... um. But yeah, I've I've never been around anyone or anything. You know, the only time that it ever came close was there was like this um this outbreak in Anglesey, right? Or there was these cases in Anglesey, which turned out to be a false positive, and they had like two thousand people get tested in twenty four hours. And um, I looked at the queue, and it was like five hours long. I was like, I'm just going to stay inside at home and see yeah. if this thing dies down. And then, of course, two days later, unfortunately, it was it was not correct. So. Um, what do you do? What do you? It's do? better to be not correct than uh, than you. You want a false positive rather than a false negative. Yeah, well, a hundred percent, of course. I, I can't, I'm trying to imagine your house in Anglesey. I've I've never been there. I'm just picturing you live in the 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 lighthouse from round the twist. Yeah, yeah Aries. It's just yeah. another road. It's about fifteen minutes. There's a really good cafe there, actually. So shout out to them, the lighthouse tea rooms. No, no. <laughs> let's let's just say you live there, like the twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Um, they, and I walk down the stairs every day and get a Reuben toasted sandwich from the lighthouse. <laughs> oh team. yeah! Uh, and their owner Sam, who's a lovely French man, he's a he's a really really ripping ripping good fella. And and like you, Danny, probably big fan of my calves. Would you believe? <laughs> <laughs> that is why I wanted to do the podcast with you. Yeah. <laughs> he always comments on them. It's actually like it's quite funny. It's like a running joke. And he like you know we've run into each other probably fifteen times over the last two years. Um, and I'm always sitting there or whatever, getting takeaway, depending on which part of the lockdown it was. And he'd look over to me and he goes, how are they going today, mate? How are they going? Oh, 
Is it, does he not have the, the Pepe Le Pew style accent? Hey, Tomas, no. show us Le Caves. I can't do the I can't do accents to save myself. I, the only accent I notice or like I you know make fun of is obviously my mum's because um, she's Danish, and she only like she just says a few words correctly, and I'm like that's not Australian. You know, rest, restaurant doesn't have a G in it. You know how they say restaurant? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then well, there's this um, cafe that actually. Uh, I used to meet my manager at called La, La Boheme or something like that on uh, yeah. Bridge Road, and she tried to explain how to say it to me two days ago. I said, "Ma, come on, <laughs> I'm never going to pronounce that correctly. I'll do an absolute <laughs> disservice to that language if I." Mate, do. there is there's nothing. No one can ruin a language like Australians. I remember being on holiday in Italy once, and just especially when you haven't heard the Aussie accent for a long time because yeah. you've been travelling and then you just hear it and it's so jarring. Just hear it go, yeah, bongiorno, mate. Yeah, Can yeah. I get some uh, penne matriciana? Oh, no. I feel like it is a bit played out, our accent overseas. Like they do sort of obviously stretch it to the stereotype of exactly what you just did. It really isn't that um, bad. No, in but that can be a safety thing. Like I'll often play up the Australian thing so people don't think I'm English or American. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, we don't be getting mistaken as an American. No. My mate went to a, uh, a comedy club in Los Angeles and he tells a story. He walked in with his brother and realised they were the only white fellas there. Yeah. <clears throat> and they're sitting in the third row and it wasn't until like the fourth comedian came on and just went, hang on, hang on, there's some white fellas here. Some white fellas here. What you doing here, white fella? And he went, I'm not white, I'm Australian. And they went, oh, you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Popular. Yeah. It's like, so small and insignificant that no one, uh, no one uh, dismisses us. Thankfully, that African-American comic uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't completely across uh, white Australia's history. So he was, he was all right. But uh, I should also point out what else has happened since, uh, since that day. My, so I spent another day isolated uh, in the bedroom uh, and my wife took the kids, herself and the kids to get tested. Kids tested negative the next day, but wife didn't hear. So we went, okay, she's probably got it. I stayed in the room to be safe. And then about four o'clock the next day, she just came into the room and went, yep, get out here and help with the kids because I'm positive too. So what do you do in that situation, Danny? I mean, like obviously it's not an enjoyable place to be. Um, you know, no. We're hoping well, that you know mostly kids are fine. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, 48 hours You've got of being alone in a room, I was pretty happy to be out and helping because one of the low points was uh, I was just sit, uh, sitting in here. I was... I was Watching, you know, there's a documentary about Collingwood on Stan about their 2018 season. Yeah, uh, what's it called? Uh, behind Inside and Out. Yeah, okay. yeah. Wasn't that anyway. when they were all like potting each other? It was like all this, like, um, wasn't it quite like revealing? I feel like it's uh, it's there's a lot of stuff about our good mate Adam Trelaw in there about his struggles with mental health and yeah. everything, and uh, everyone wanting to get he sort of does his hammy just as his mind's not right, but then he comes back and. It's, it almost makes you like Collingwood, uh, almost. It's still a happy ending. They lose the grand final. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so what, what What was that you turned out? Oh, 2018. West Coast. Yeah. West Coast. So, like, the most heart- – like, we think our grand final was heartbreaking, but they had it – you know, they lose with a kick in the last few minutes. Yeah, Dom Sheed. One of the Dom best Sheed. kicks ever, which is uh, – but anyway, so – It wasn't one of the furthest kicks ever, though, Danny, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon you would have got yours if it was a set shot from the boundary? Uh, if it was uh, right next to the goalpost on my left foot, 
um, in the <laughs> no, mate, yeah. no, look, Dom, um, Dom's from my year level, and uh, yeah, has always been a beautiful. What at school or no? Nah, from um, AIS, we played played AIS together. Oh, okay. And uh, and state footy against each other, and there's always been just such a beautiful kick of the ball. And I remember saying to someone, I was uh, this was pre-COVID, obviously, I was way back in the day. Um, and I was at a friend's house in, uh, I think it was in Croydon Hills, and they were like, oh, like, what do you reckon? I was like, if I, if I was going to give anyone the ball, you know, it'd be him. Nice. So, uh, yeah, he, nothing flusters him, kicks the ball straight, you know, which um, sounds silly, but a lot of people don't kick the ball straight. Um, you know, myself included, there's a lot of swing or whatever, and that makes it a lot harder from that position. So, And that camera operator, whoever got that, just oh. must have been so because it's just a perfect shot of it going straight through the center. Yeah, and he's just thinking, "Geez, I wish I was independent." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could have got a lot of cash about like that. to like uh, to uh, what's his last name? Michael. Uh, why am I blanking on it? Kleiny from the Herald uh, Sun. Kleiny and and uh, the other guy, Michael. Um, I'm really gonna. I don't know who you're talking. You're talking about a famous the one. Uh, he took the Taylor Harris shot. Oh, that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am such a Bulldogs fan. As much as I, you know, I love Taylor Harris. I've met her. She's she's top. She's great to chat to. She's a brilliant footballer. Didn't deserve all the flack she copped. I still hate that photo because she's scoring it against the Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're not biased. Not. Um, oh, I'm just trying to find it here. But okay, what happened next, Danny? So you, you, oh yeah, so you bu- yeah, so the low point was. So I'm watching that doco just on my phone, and I can hear the kids fighting in the bath, and my wife just having a rough time of it. And it's so it goes against every instinct to not go and help. Yeah, because I know they're stressed. About, my wife just had to take on all the stress of you know the viruses in the house. I've yeah. got to take care of two kids. She only started a new job a month ago. She's had to put that all on hold. Uh, so she was an absolute champion about it. Um, then yeah, she came in on the yeah the Thursday and said, "Get out there and help with the kids." Kids had tested negative at that stage, um, and yeah, we just had to, uh, you know, what is it now? It's the, so that was a week ago, um, a week of not allowed to leave the house. Neighbours have been brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, c- can I give her advice to if you know someone who has COVID, uh, the best thing you can do, especially if you're a neighbour nearby, is just text going, I'm going to Coles in an hour. Tell me what you need. Yeah. Because that's really helped. Then you can just check the fridge for immediacy. Um, what hasn't helped, and I haven't put this on socials because I don't want to make people feel bad, they... People have been helpful, but I will just say that uh, one of my cousins, who's great and I and I love them very dearly, they sent a um, like a, a gift bag full of donuts and cake and lollies, and it's yeah. just like like that's really nice. But kids with a sugar rush in an enclosed space, and, th- and these donuts <laughs> were going to go off the next day, so we had to eat them all. Uh, you know, I hate wasting food. I think, that was um, not helpful even from a health point so firstly michael wilson is his name i'm sorry oh, michael. Yeah. i have worked with michael many a time and he's a wonderful wonderful fella um what from a uh from a health point of view i cannot think of anything worse for my mental state than having a whole heap of sugar and being stuck in a room yes for 10 days that sounds you like, have to you have to eat it like immediately yeah it sounds like donuts. genuine torture yeah, you know. Yeah, so it was pretty bad. But, well, that's quite insightful. So, um, so neighbours helping with coals. Um, did yep. you want to drop off meals or anything like that? Was that helpful? Yes, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what did we have? We got, we've had a couple of lasagnas dropped off. Uh, do you know what's great? My next door neighbor, when my daughter was born, a lot of people, you'll see this when your kid's born, um, yeah. people just make lasagnas for you to chuck in the freezer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, the, you I think my mate Nick Cody. It to the parents, everyone can eat it, just blend it up. My mate Nick Cody has a joke of, uh, I don't, you don't have a dad bod, you're just still processing all those carbs. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, we've had a whole bunch. Of, you see, my next, when my daughter was born, uh, they made the best lasagna. out of, And, you know, I was a lasagna expert for that fortnight. And they were just, it was amazing. But then, since then, they've all gone vegan in oh. that time. But I still make, they text me going, oh, do you need anything? I go, look, this is the only time I ever get to ask, can you make one more meat lasagna for us? <laughs> and they did it. Champions. Yeah, put like six layers of rubber gloves on and, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just to not touch the meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I've had some mates who are chefs drop off stuff. Uh, just also, um, just people some, checking in has been helpful, or just oh, heaps, people. yeah, heaps of that. A lot of people at first, it was a lot of people just ringing up, sort of going, "Oh, what are the symptoms? Where'd you get it?" Just checking yeah, out yeah. for their own safety. Um, oh, for the record, I don't know where I got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my contact. Tr- there was an announcement today because restrictions are eased tonight. This is Thursday, yeah. the eighteenth of November. Restrictions are eased tonight because we hit ninety percent. Uh, they're not going to do contact tracing anymore. I'm pretty sure my guy had checked out yeah. a week ago when he was ringing me because he was just up for a chat. Yeah. I thought yeah. <laughs> I thought because of all the check-ins and, and science and stuff, I thought it was going to be like like in, like law and order, you know, CSI yeah, stuff. They'll go, algorithmic like yeah. equation with parabolas and all that sort of shit. Yeah. Mr. McGinley, we've isolated the genome that's in your DNA and we've checked it, data, ran it up against all of your check-ins and we could tell you that you got it from... No, he was just... He was asking me, where'd you go Monday? And I go, I went to JB Hi-Fi. And he goes, all right, went, then where'd you go? And I go, I had to go to a different JB Hi-Fi. And he goes, oh, they never have the cable that you need. And I was like, yeah, that's right. They don't. Hang on. Hey, I'm panicking here. <laughs> yeah. And then I, like, he's going, what, where, where, where'd you go? Oh, I went to a Vietnamese restaurant. He goes, oh, which one? I said, oh, this one on Swanson Street. And he goes, oh, mate, I love that one. What'd you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, so, I mean, look, it's the nature of scale, right? Like as soon as we start scaling this thing in terms of cases and in the community, it's going to be impossible to trace. It's just, it's just a mathematical yeah. equation that can't be kept up with. Um, and and look, you you're obviously you you're you've done everything right. You can't do anything about it. You were out in the community as you're allowed to. Um, you yeah. want the comedy clubs? It's good, probably a good place to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, small rooms, lots of people. I don't know what capacity limits are. So I, I think like the reason why I really wanted to talk to you was because you know, look, we're, we're in a really transitory period of time, um, and we can't hold on to the same emotions about this thing as we had. Six months ago, twelve months ago, there's no indication that you did anything wrong at all. Or, of course, I know for a fact you didn't do anything wrong at all. So, uh, the reason why I think it's worthwhile having a chat about it is that, like, why not? Let, like, let's just make sure people can have this thing, hopefully recover quickly, not make it worse for anyone in their life, and then not feel guilty. You know, as quick yeah. as best we can, because it's not helpful. And you don't want to be sitting in a room with a with a virus. Um, not being able to take care of yourself because you're restricted to not leaving your room and then also be sitting there stewing in a bubbling mess of emotion during November of all times. You know? <laughs> yes. You know, we're trying to promote you know, men's health and, and then, you know, prostate health and testicular cancer, but mental health, of course, is a big part of it. So, 
Um, yeah, and social media has not been great during this time because I'm just seeing mates saying, "Ah, eh, did this gig or this gig's coming up," and yeah, you know, I yeah, love yeah. working, so I'm just I got FOMO of that pretty hardcore. Yeah, well, that's why I texted you the other day. I was like, oh, "I'm sure you're bored. Let's uh, let's do a pod." Because um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll chuck something in that that'll make you feel slightly better because I guarantee you didn't get one of these. I got a parking ticket today, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got one in so you're long. right. Isolation's the best. <laughs> oh, I was like, you can't get a parking ticket in uh, in isolation unless you parked in a two hour zone, and then you might have five hundred. Oh yeah, God, you'd have been okay. towed. Are you? Um, have you? Where was it? Are you in the city or are you in Anglesey? Yeah, I was in Richmond. I had a couple of jobs at a school, um, and I moved. It, it was so annoying because I, I had a so I had a I had two gigs, one at ten and one at twelve, basically talking to to year nines, and. Um, I moved it in between, so it was a two-hour spot. So I moved it in between, then I moved it, and, and then I, you know, I was like ten minutes over on the second one, and I was like, "These guys, like, ah, oh, the worst." There's yeah. like fifty spots free on the street. Why are they coming after me? But anyway, anywhere near Bridge Road, watch out, everyone. <laughs> Have you ever got a parking ticket in Adelaide? No, I haven't. I mean, I, it I don't is think I've even adorable. To be honest, it is. I got one about it was about ten years ago, but it was seriously like twelve bucks. It oh, was 90, no, I, 91 today, Danny. 91. 91 bucks. Yeah. See, like in Melbourne back then, it was like 50 bucks. Yeah. But seriously, like tw- it costs more to park legally in Melbourne than illegally in Adelaide. Yeah. I'm yeah, just going to yeah. stop in the middle of Rundle Mall, see how much. They, yeah, maybe yeah, it'll go yeah. up to 20 bucks. Yeah. Like, so you like get like eight tickets and it's still cheaper than the parking meter. <laughs> it's so, so, hey, how's, how's Movember going? What's, uh, how much have you raised? Uh, we're about uh, seven or eight hundred bucks in. Our team's raised fifteen hundred or something. Look, Danny, I, I've been trying to push it a little bit. I think it's it, it's been a bit slow this year. Um, no idea why. I'm not a math psychologist, but I think it probably has something to do with the fact that you know everyone's out and about for the first time, and you know there's a lot of things to talk about and do. And, and I think it's kind of it's been struggling to get the uh, the um, the traction that it did last year, which is yeah. um, a little sad. And you know victim of circumstances. Now, I'm only speaking for my own um, my own fundraiser. I raised about five and a half grand last year, I think. And, um, you know, as a team, we raised over 10. Um, so, I, yeah, I went on Neil Mitchell yesterday to give it a bit of a spruce. So, oh, yeah. Um, and I've been trying my utmost, but, yeah, not, not as Do much. Do you as not as think, Boydie, and I, I hate to criticise you, but this comes from a place of friendship. Do you not think the fact that you didn't start clean shaven, which I thought was a rule of Movember, I did start as clean as I can get. Really? I, I, I saw a, I saw, I saw oh, no, a mustache already there. No, 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 no. My, my, my first day was definitely clean shaven. Okay, maybe I'm getting you and Lemo mixed up. He definitely was cheating. One of you was cheating and I said, I remember making a note to myself. I had to well, criticise him in the pot. As in like I didn't have a razor out? As it, no, as in like because some guys, what they do is they'll, they'll grow a bit of a beard towards the back end of October and then on the first day of November, they they just trim it into a, already a good looking moustache. No, 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 no. I I promise you, I didn't do that. I, All I, right. I can comfortably say that that was not not a problem for me. Because you're looking good now, but it's that first week where you look absolutely terrible. That's where you know the hard yards are won. Yeah. So I didn't upload until the fifth. Um, okay. So that might be the issue, but on the fifth, I didn't have much. That's for sure. So. 
Anyway, yeah, no, I hope. I, it's I don't think I can do it anymore. Just now that I've now that I'm bald, if I take my beard off, I look way too much like Peter Dutton for my own liking. <laughs> it's a bit of like a rare and anomaly to see um, a bald man, like fully bald, fully shaven, with just a mustache. Yeah, like that's oh, yeah. not common, is it? Like, who have you ever seen anyone do that? Oh, this I'm sure there's someone I, I'm, I should be thinking of right now, but I can't, like, maybe Egghead from the old Batman series. Again, that's before your time. You don't even remember Mark the- Mark Robinson those. always have that beard? Because he always had a bit- No, he's always had a bit of stubble, I suppose. Yeah. No, you want the clean, proper, like, like Jeff Bezos with a, with a Super Mario moustache. That's I can't really picture anyone like that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, neither. And we're Anyways. all going to go to space and visit Earth on our holidays, apparently. Now that I'm, that's his, uh, he's, uh, he's becoming the guy from, uh, from Wally. Have you seen that Wally, the Disney one with the robot who has to clean up? Things? Oh, yeah. yeah and all is- of humanity's gone to space because yeah. we stuffed up this planet so bad. Yeah. Is that wow. what Bezos is doing, do you think? Uh, yeah, well, that doesn't bode well because don't those people all like sit in pods and then like. Yeah, become really fat. Around and, and then they showed like an x-ray of their skeletons changing over time. Oh, God, And it's just yeah. like all of their bones are like splitting and like floating away from each other because they're getting so like, like turning. It's a great film. I think it's my favourite Disney film, Wally. Wally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the, what's the other robot's name? Buddy. Uh, Eva. Oh, Eva. man. Eva. Yeah, Eva. Eva. I remember that. I'll tell you this. this is, how's this for a mental health story? This is one of the worst moments of my life. Um, my grandma's name was Eve. And uh, she died whilst I was in Adelaide, actually. I was getting a parking ticket uh, just for entertainment. $11. And uh, she she died. I got a call on the Sunday night saying, your grandma's died. And I was like, oh, no, this is, you know, obviously no good. So I started drinking heavily because she was my last grandparent. And I woke up the next day just really hungover. And my flight wasn't till like 4 o'clock. And uh, I was sitting in, at, I was standing in the middle of Rundle Mall and uh, my dad rang and we were just sort of planning for the funeral and stuff because she lived in Brisbane, so mm. we were going to go there. And uh, and as I was walk, I was talking to my dad, I was all fine, but as I walked past, Wally had just come out on DVD and I walked past the JB Hi-Fi and it was playing it and I heard Wally say Eve yeah. and I started crying. Oh, and then at, at the same time, a homeless guy comes up to me, asked for change. He didn't see I was on my phone and I just went, mate, fuck off, like, Proper crying and everything it was not a good thing. Did not that look good. Is an absolute horrible accumulation oh, of events. It gets so much worse, Boydie, because then uh, I'm I'm talking to Dad. We finish up the conversation. It's about five minutes later. I hang up. The homeless guy comes up to me and he's bought a sandwich with some money and he's offered me half. Oh my god! <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> so I gave him like ten bucks and apologized, but it was a real low point. <laughs> But uh, it doesn't, yeah, it's not your best moment. Um, yeah. No. I think dead grandparent, though, you yeah, get a free yeah, pass. Look, you had a few things. You had a few things to deal with or contend yeah. with. Um, so what happens from here, mate? You're, uh, how many days in are you? Eight or something? <clears throat> I'm at day, oh, yeah, no. I think it's day eight. Um, there's oh, been geez, an announcement man. today that positive cases only have to quarantine for 10 days rather than 14 but I'm not sure if that's new cases or I'm retrospective. So yeah, I, I think it out um, Saturday or Wednesday. Yeah, okay, okay. Or Sunday, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, who knows, who knows. But that'll, but, that'll be a big psychological boost if I can get out early. Uh, yeah, so what do you have to do? Just test negative and then you, you're out? 
No, there's there's no point testing because there'll still be fragments of the virus in me. So I would te- test positive again. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. As far as I know, it's so new rules. But yeah, but I've I've been fine. The worst I had was a bit of a headache and some achy joints and a few few hits of jet lag is what I've been calling it. Like yeah, just yeah. extreme fatigue. That's My wife's copped it hard. She couldn't. Uh, she she just was completely blocked up in her sinuses. Couldn't breathe. Couldn't sleep. Had to breathe through her mouth all the time, which gave her a sore throat. So she's had it pretty bad. She had AstraZeneca. I had Pfizer. I don't know if that's a factor or just male, female, or just she tends to get sicker than me when we have colds or whatever. Who anyway. knows such things, Danny? Not a comedian and an ex-footballer. That's right. So please don't listen to us. I'm just stating what has happened to us. I do, I do. you know, this is proof that the vaccine works, though. Like, it's been no worse than a cold for either of us. So this disease that definitely attacked, because I'm severely asthmatic, I'm sure I've mentioned that on the pod, but... Yeah. I've always been scared of getting the disease because it's going to, it seems from my, from the people I've spoken to who've had it without being vaccinated, this disease just seems to find whatever is wrong with your body and attack it. Yeah. It knows your weak points. It's done its research. So I knew it would attack my lungs. It's done its research. It's, it's a good, well oiled <laughs> machine. <laughs> pulls out its like blueprint for, for Danny McGinley and goes, oh, yeah. It looks a bit bloody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is what we've seen. This bloke, yeah, he can barely breathe sometimes. The liver's no good, and uh, and he's bald. All right, make even more hair fall out and, and, and attack the lungs. Uh, so for you, boy, do you think it's going to go your uh, your lower back? I would say, yeah, uh, joints. I'd, yeah, I'm sure it'll go to my joints. Yep, that makes sense to me. And your and your mustache. Well, my mustache is not bad. My beard is bad. Oh, That's I'll, it. It'll attack your beard. It'll give me some more patches on the beard. I can't imagine it's going to attack my hair. That's probably a strong point. No. Um, calves, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Foot, feet size. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, since then, the kids, by the way, have tested positive, but uh, I will give this to the vac- to the virus. It seems to have been polite enough not to give them any symptoms. So. They feel okay. Yeah, my son was, um, he woke up Saturday morning really hot and was saying, I feel sick, I feel sick. Uh, so we gave him kids Panadol and I just he just propped up in bed with us and within 20 minutes he was asleep and within half an hour I checked his temperature and he was back to normal yeah, and okay. he's had no complaints. That's good. And I think my daughter's about to test positive today. Uh, she's she put up a good fight, but we've had her tested. She was complaining of a headache last night. Uh, but yeah, she's, it's she's up and She didn't. Yeah, yeah. Although, if anyone can disobey a highly evolved virus, it's my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fight. She must have got the Ukraine side in her. Just the. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's it she's got Chernobyl style antigens in her body. So, what was the emotions when you received the uh, the positive test compared to our post grand final, Danny? Um, <laughs> I'm guessing you're talking the 2021 grand final. Here, yeah, yeah, not uh, a good one compared to 16 grand final. Not, yeah, it wasn't as good. Yeah, yeah, not quite. <laughs> Uh, it what do you know? Actually, yeah, getting the the email saying you're not negative was a bit like those. The end of the third quarter of the grand final, where the so, guys just piled on some goals, and you go, "Hang on, this that's this isn't supposed to be happening." Yeah, You're in yeah, denial. Yeah. We just we just um, we just made the grand final. We just got out of lockdown. Now I'm back in. What are you talking about? Yeah, 
Hey, we, Caleb just threw Max Gorn to the ground. We're three goals up. JJ just took a great mark in the goal square. What? What is this? Yeah, Bont is on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably the, the most apt grand final um, uh, sort of uh, uh, metaphor yeah. I can give. A lot of people, because I've been putting up posts every day, just keeping people posted on what's going on. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, just watch the grand, the 2016 grand final over and over. And I've got to say, no, I don't want to do that because I don't want to associate that grand final with feeling sick and uncertain. What could have been cool would be if you could have watched um, the actual full season. As a, of 2016? Yeah, just the, se- the season, in-season games, not final. We don't have to really- Oh, mate, I've got those on DVD. Yeah, you should have watched them. That'd be good. <laughs> some cracking games in there. That Swans win up there in the wet. Is that 2016? Boy, uh, there's a cut. No, the one at the wet was 15, was but the one where JJ scores after the siren. Oh, so, yeah, I didn't play Two seconds before. Well, Will Minson's last game. Yeah, yeah. Did you play that one or you? I played in Will's last game because Will played in the last game of the season. Oh, of course, the Frio one. Yeah. 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 Um, you know that game. So, did you play though in that one where JJ scores? No, 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 no. I had a yeah. shoulder, I think. Yeah. That's when I was injured with my shoulder. It was just after it. When was it? Like round seven or something? It, it, I know it was. It, I remember it was election day. So, uh, it was. Whatever that was. like was. July 2nd or something. I just remember the federal election was on. When the elections have been in the last five years, I'll be impressed. Yeah, I, I, can, I, I, can, I can't do the dates, so but I can usually tell you who the Bulldogs have played that day. That's good. That's good. Well, actually, if it wasn't for that game where we beat the Swans, we wouldn't have won the prelim. And the reason I'll say that is because I was at the Rose Hotel in Fitzroy, which was my my local for many years. Mm. Still go there a fair bit. Great pub. Uh, And we were not doing too well in the first half. So me and my mate went, hey, let's go up the road to the gasometer and just see if that brings us better luck. Yeah. We went to the gasometer. We won. We went, that's our good luck pub. Yeah, yeah. We now can never go there until we need it. You save that. So, and then I couldn't go to, up to Greater Western Sydney, so I I went to the Gasso that day, oh. and we won the prelim. You're welcome, everyone. Well, I was talking to a Saints uh, supporter this morning, and um, a bit like you, he's grasping at straws. Um, <laughs> and uh, he was saying, he's like, um, oh, I said, when did they last win? And, and he said, oh, 1966. I said, well, isn't that... Uh, when it'll be sixty six years in in what uh, since then soon now this next year yeah twenty two yeah yeah I think so yeah yeah I, that's right I went to it's got to be because uh, we were sixty two years in two thousand sixteen that's right yeah so all I said was well it's been sixty oh, no. sixty six years two thousand thirty two will be sixty six years for them that my Danny my yes. math is telling me that's wrong. Well, my calculator just said it's right. Well, what's 60 Put in plus 60. 1966 plus 66. Oh, yeah. 2032. Oh, well, okay. There you go. He's got 10 years to wait. Yeah, good. We'll have we'll have eight more premierships by then. Eight? Sure. Why not? Let's be optimistic. Yeah, well, whatever gets you through the next three days of quarantine, Danny, I'm here to serve. Thanks, mate. I'll say pretty good. Um, two days. A, I, I did, for all of those listening, I, I did okay at math in school, but not that well. <laughs> And I don't do it for a day job, so I'm a bit out of practice. I was trying to do, you do work for an accountancy firm, but he's not the accountant. No, I don't work for an accountancy firm. Our oh. firm works for other accountancy firms and all professional services, but I have smart people to do the math for me. <laughs> They're much better at it than me. Hey, have you spoken to any any 
current day players. How's everyone feeling? We got any, we should talk footy on here. Some insights. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting Mitch Wallace on very soon, which is exciting. Yeah, just confirming him for next week, hopefully. Um, so uh, now that everyone knows Mitch, uh, if you are listening, um, please just bombard Mitch with messages on Instagram saying go on Danny's pod this week. Yeah, oh, boy, this yeah. I'll grab him up. Um, Yes, I actually saw a lot of them. It was a, it was a, a bit of a, a shindig um, for Lynn, uh, his retirement uh, last weekend. So I saw a lot of the boys. They look happy and healthy and really glad to be back in open Melbourne, I think. You know, they haven't seen it really. I mean, none of us have, but yeah. they've been away for a long time, you know. Um, so, yeah, they were in good spirits. Um, I think, uh, you know, the interesting thing is that I think the wash-up after that game they just got beaten by a better side, you know. Is that what they said? Is that, no, that no, the... it was just, I think that's why the, the, like, I think it was easier to pallet. Um, and they're also in the middle of their off season yeah. where they're looking, they're, they won't be looking to obviously um, to be worried about that. And there was a lot of ex-players there as many, there was probably as many ex-players as there were current day players, but. Was there much discussion of the grand final or was it sort of just let, let them deal with that. Yeah, I, I asked a couple of people who I hadn't spoken to in ages, or just generally speaking about how they sort of felt about it. And I think because it was such a dominant display by Melbourne, I think the aftermath was, yeah, again, like easier to palate than, say, if it the was Dom like Sheed kicking a goal from the Yeah, from and the also like, oh, well, what could have we done? We should have done this, we should have done that. Well, they were unstoppable for, you know, large portions of the game. Just the last quarter. I've I've not rewatched it since then. <laughs> well, I've I've said this before, and maybe I'm you know, uh, the, there's a there's a good to fair argument to say that obviously once we got up by um, when JJ kicked that goal, the goal or Bond, who was the last goal we kicked? Bond? JJ, I think JJ. Yeah. That they were like, oh, but yeah, we could have broken them with one more, and I'm yeah. like, it's hundred percent true. We could have, but we also had everything go perfectly in the second quarter. Like we didn't miss. You know, we kicked six goals from eight inside 50s. Bond kicked two unbelievable goals. Norton kicks a snap. Sort of a few things that weren't bulldog-like. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. Maybe well, that happened was, on 2016 yeah. as well. Everything went our way. Yeah, but we, we didn't we didn't smash them. Um, and we, we missed plenty of chances that year. You know, I, I just feel like that we kept ourselves in the game with just, like, great football for a quarter. Yeah, right. Let's let's come on. Who would have thought uh, that you know an episode about me getting coronavirus would not be anywhere near the most depressing part of the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be. Losing a grand final is worse than uh, getting a case of COVID. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be a normal thing now. Okay. The best response I got when of all the people I rang was uh, was Limo, uh, who's just. He's got the best attitude to anything. He, you know, <clears throat> Limo used to be an accountant, and before that, he was a furniture removalist. So he he's often told me any day that he's not moving furniture or doing sums is the best day of his life. Yeah, that's so a good one. I told at. him we got COVID, and he was like, "Ah, what? Ah, well, everyone's going to get it. Well done on being first. I'm going to go get tested, and this means I don't have to go to work tomorrow." Yeah, yeah, super, super, uh, super immunity. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah. So uh, do we we had a couple of small questions for uh, this week's pod, Danny, didn't we? Um, we did. Uh, we don't we want to bore few... these people too much with talks of of the Rona. 
Um, no, but if look, if if you get it or anyone you know gets it, um, feel free to hit us up on social. I'm happy to talk through my experiences, my wife' experience. It is scary, um, but if you're vaccinated, you're fine. If you're not vaccinated, look, we have a great healthcare system um, who will take care of you. But look, hey, get vaccinated. You know, it's it's fine. You know, I'm sure there's anti-vaxxers who listen to this. Uh, you know, the bulldogs are a are a welcoming family to everyone, but just get the jab. You'll be right. You'll be right. Um, so, yeah, what were the questions? We had uh, someone was asking about Liam Jones, but you don't even know Liam Jones, so let's not no, even go near even, that. I don't even think I met Liam. No. Nah. I wish him well. How about that? I really do wish him well. He's, sure. he's had a wonderful career resurrection in the last five or yeah. six years. Like genuinely extraordinary to come from playing at the Bulldogs and really being out of favour and then turning himself into a backman that's been really effective. Yeah. So yeah. I wish him well and his family, of course. Uh, oh, um, there's talk about draft picks. Uh, you know, how, how stressful is this time? And if there's anyone, there might be some kids actually coming up in the draft listening to this. What advice would you give for coping strategies for what would be I mean, I, the only equivalency I can see for how stressful this time. I mean, you, do you know you knew you were going to the Giants? Yeah, right? I'm not a good person to ask this, but I, I can give some insight into how some other people went. But go ahead. Yeah, what's the question? Well, is it is it just? I imagine when you're at Hogwarts and you're walking up to <laughs> yeah. put the Sorting Hat on. Sorting Hat. It must be so stressful because you know this is picking who your family's going to be for the, the sort- next seven years. <laughs> it's worse for you. It's well, yeah. Okay, so two two differences. The sorting hat is you're, you're already in the school, so right. That's, yeah, okay. That's a discrepancy. But then you are committing for seven and not for uh, for two or one. <laughs> so it's a seven year contract. It's uh, better, <laughs> for it's, Hogwarts. It's better that you've already been. You already know you're going somewhere because a lot of kids don't even know if they're going to go, and I think that's the most stressful bit. Um, advice. Uh, just be open to the fact that you got no idea what to expect. I think is the biggest thing that an AFL footy club is so vastly different from a junior one in so many ways. Um, and you may very well be confronted with some people who are say, let's say uh, less than nice in the first stages of your career. And you may be confronted with some people who are fantastic. I don't know. It depends on the club. Is it by less than nice? Are you talking about hazing or are you talking uh, like uh, coaches trying to just condition you? High draft picks don't get welcomed by everyone. Well, um, yeah, okay. Sometimes they do. Depend again, it's a club by club, um, and there is a massive difference depending on what the demographic of players is that you're going to. Um, yeah. But uh, the biggest thing that I did wrong was um, think I knew what I was talking about when I didn't. Um, you know, like when I first got to Sydney, it was like, um, you know, I'm really independent. I sort of set myself up for this for a long period of time. I'm, you know, I'm capable. And but, but then you basically, you know you've got to work out in the first, you know, especially if you move into state, you're like, okay, well, I've got to play AFL footy. I've got to move out of my own home, which I probably lived with my parents till I was 18. I've got to work out how to get a TFN. I've got to work out how to like re-register my car. I've got to work out how to like grocery shop. And the club will help you with a lot of it, but you, you're sort of going through this huge like transition whilst also moving and then also trying to play senior footy. And it can be overwhelming. Um, and so, yeah, my advice is always just take as much help as you can from the club um yeah and then try and yeah just try and yeah put you know the old football cliche put your best foot forward on the training track that's the only way you're going to get respect from your teammates so and you have to like and you go straight into pre-season the toughest time of the year yeah the first pre-season mate is it's rough like 
Yeah. Or it was at the Giants anyway. Like it's just it's so much harder than anything you can imagine. Um, because like if you think about like the way I um, you know, Craig Mottram is a good 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 example. He he describes your running capacity like a balloon, right? It's like when you're blowing up a balloon the first time, it's the hardest in terms of how much you have to put pressure in. Once you've yeah, blown it up to that size once, getting it back there is easy. So so your first preseason is like expanding your capacity. And then every preseason after that, you're obviously trying to get a little bit more, but just getting it back to where you were is quite it's quite easy um, comparatively to the first time. Yeah. And what you said before, just how different um, senior clubs are to junior clubs. What is there any any non obvious things? Like obviously, it's professional. Uh, you know, you're dealing with people from all different ages. Uh, is there anything that's not like? Do, do they feed you at all during preseason, or are you supposed to bring your own lunch? Or? Uh, yeah, they they generally, especially in preseason, they have like salad bars and stuff, like sandwich bars and stuff set up, or at least the dogs did. I know Geelong, I think, have historically been famous for having like a chef and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, the thing that's probably not obvious to people that they don't consider is that when you should put like people's livelihoods into the equation, um, they're not there to be your friend. Um, a lot of those people, you know, especially if you're similar position and that person's feeling really insecure about their, you know, contract status or, yep. um, you know, there may be some animosity. Most people are really good people about it and they can separate the job from the person, but not everyone can. And uh, and we're all human. We make mistakes and um, you'll probably end up blowing with a couple of your teammates at some stage in your career. So that's normal. It's natural. In the first year at all or, or is it usually... Yeah, Let it boil away for a while. Uh, it depends. Depends if you've got the sort of tenacity to stand up for yourself or not. Um, that's really. What was the first blue you? Do you witness a blue between teammates before you're part of one? Did I? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. Heaps. Not bad uh, ones. Do you it's remember like abusing yeah, each okay. other? You know. Yeah. Right. Always. It's hard to explain to like a muggle as you are um, how competitive AFL preseason is. Like um, you know, you're fighting each other in a lot of cases like physically and um you know mentally and emotionally like we used to do full-on head head sparring at the giants in my first season what's head spar- what is it was it? i'm imagining head butting there Bo- boxing boxing yeah right. like yeah. boxing with um with headgear and mouth guards and like we used to just fight and they often pair up an older player with a younger player like it's just oh, man. one of the times um who do you I, have to fight i fought everyone but I, I could box not well but I was big and long, and I just used that to my advantage. Yeah, of course. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I remember Cam McCarthy getting tuned up a couple of times. Um, oh man, because he he couldn't box at all. He put his hands, he crossed his hands when he defended himself. Oh no! Like, Even I know that's bad. You can't throw your right hand. Your right hand's behind your left. It's going to be hard. And that's <laughs> it. And that's the best form of uh, we we were always really responsible at the dogs. Um, we didn't do any head sparring, at least not in the time I was there. Um, which we all wanted to do, you know, like we're jack, you know, jacked up like on testosterone and preseason, like competitiveness, and we always wanted to fight. But we who used did you to want to fight? Um, at the dogs. At the dogs, yeah. We, we used who, to be, no, who, who did you want to fight? Oh, we all wanted to fight everyone, mate. Everyone wanted to fight, except you didn't want to fight Clay or Kobe because they could box. Um, and apparently Griff could box too before I got there. Um, but I remember we used to do this, uh, this like, so you'd have pairs of players, right, and it would be full-on uh, body sparring. So you no headshots, nothing above the shoulders. You're kind of protecting yourself. It's good core workout, super tiring. And there'd be this one um, extra who would run around and tag team one of the couples all the time. Oh. So 
the best thing that I ever did was that I, I worked out pretty quick that if they when the guy's coming over, whoever that extra is, you just have to just full out attack them so that they don't want to come back and, and pull you two on one. So Ace Cordy was the extra in my first year. And I think I was with oh, I can't remember who my partner was, but they weren't like they weren't a big player. They was probably like a winger or something. So we're going away and I see Ace coming and as soon as I see him coming, I unload the biggest of gut shots that I can possibly manage. <laughs> and for the next like 35, 40 seconds that he's having a go at me, he's like barely throwing a punch. And I'm like kind of not really sure what's going on. And I go up to him afterwards and, and he goes, oh, mate, you got me so good. I couldn't breathe at all for the next <laughs> minute and a half. And I was like, I'm doing this every time that someone comes to double time, double teaming just to protect yourself. I've got another question for you. How much nudity is there in day-to-day AFL life? Because I've, I've heard stories that, that, you know, you have to totally strip full Monty naked before and after every training session. Is that even true? No, you don't have to. You can do whatever you want. It depends. Oh, okay. I mean, it's changed over the years, I'm sure. Um, you know, we're just, you're in the change rooms. You need to, sh- I showered like four times a day. Is it, and is it like showers, like do you have your cubicle or is it all just open so you can all chat? Uh, there's quite, yeah, the Winton's kind of got cubicles. Um, yeah. But they're not like, yeah, it depends what part of Winton too. There's like the, it's different in the new part versus the old part. I mean, I don't know about the other clubs. I mean, the newer clubs, yeah, it's well, it's like a shower bay. Um, but it's not, it's not super private um, for sure, but it's not. Right. Is there curtains or is it just sort no, of? No, 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 none of that. So it's like a like a toilet cubicle without a door. So there's no, not even no. It's like three, three, and three showers. So just little like uh, yeah, like plank of wood in between tiled partitions. But you don't like yeah. mate, like I don't know what the percentage is. It doesn't really matter. You know, a lot of people wear speedos. A lot of people wear jocks. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it really is not an issue at all. Like. Um, and, you know, no one's walking around, like, trying to pester you to do anything. It's just... No, of course not. You know. Was there anyone... Like, whenever you're at the gym, though, or, if, or at the public pool, there's always that old European guy who's just <laughs> loving, loving, loving being naked for a long period of time. Was there anyone like that at the dogs? Um, oh, a lot of people, like... like no, no one was inappropriate. Um, and, and, you know, like... No, but a lot of people some, some people tend to love it. A, lo- a lot of people shout naked, sure. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, you know. But it's not forced. Okay, I just didn't know. Yeah, it, it seemed to be it's, like it's something. kind of one of those conversations where it's like, yeah, there's sort of um, it, it's a weird one to talk about, but it happens at every footy club. Like every footy club has basically communal showers. Yeah, like every change room that's designed in in like gyms has got communal showers, or they used to anyway. At least the older ones. The newer ones are probably a bit more private, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but Man, I think it's like something that there. we as a society should should. I mean, like the fact that we are still prudish about wearing clothes. Like, I look at the Europeans, the Germans. They're just, people just naked. Yeah, you know, as soon as it's over a certain temperature, and I've learned that a lot from my wife's family. They're all they're all European. With yeah, their I, I never I never had any problem with it. Um, you know, like I yeah, I, I wanted to just you know get it out of the way and like never think about it. So, well, yeah, I didn't. Just, I, whatever I felt comfortable with at the time, I did. You know. Um, yeah. By the way, if you have, if you ever have body issues, go to a nudist beach. You'll feel so much better about yourself. Yeah. Well, there's, there's there is one at Point Addis, I think, down at uh, down near where I, I live. All right. Place, so. We're doing a live podcast from there. <laughs> imagine, imagine. Um, we've we've taken a bit of a uh, we've taken a bit of a left hand turn here. Yeah, that's good. No, I've liked the distraction. So 
Um, anyway. I don't think there's any other questions uh, unless, hey, Tom, who do you think should have won the uh, Norm Smith in 2016? <laughs> yeah, one of the players on the field. <laughs> and uh, and what about the Scottish independence referendum? <laughs> yeah, what's her, what's his name, her name? Nicola. Her name, Nicola Sturgeon. Nicola Sturgeon. <laughs> Yeah, got nothing for you on that front either, mate. I've, uh, I'll tell you, actually, I've got something for you, just speaking of Scotland. Uh, I read this morning that um, Ange Postacoglu, former yeah, Socceroos, and now person. coach of my team Celtic, him and Bevo are in a little WhatsApp group with Brian Gorgian. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Boomers coach. Can you imagine that chat? Mate, it'd be so boring. I can guarantee it. I, um, I did read you post that. I love how, like, there's this um, strange, like, multiplier effect that happens with coaches where they're like, if I tell you that I talk to someone else who's done well in coaching, I'm better. You know what I mean? Like they sort of try and all associate each with each other and like convince each other that there's like synergies there or something. I don't know. Like there's there's so many comedians who you will see their bio saying, you know, opened for Jim Owen, opened for Dave Hughes. And it's like, yeah, well, hang on. No, it just means you were on the same bill. They got you to, do half an hour on their tour of Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like, did they, yeah, did they get you to tour with them because you're really good or did you yeah. open with them on a 15 comedy, uh, com- so 15 comedian um, Yeah, show. right. Or I do know there is uh, a big name comedian who purposefully uh, books acts who won't show him up. Yeah, see, yeah, from everything I've heard, from the, that's the worst thing you can do. You want to have really funny people with you. Um, yeah, yeah. So that you're challenged to improve, you know? Well, I, I opened for Danny Boy once, you know, the Scottish comedian. Oh, I don't know. Is He's a-, a Scottish comic. We did a tour of regional West Australia and he got me in and, uh, yeah, I, I properly opened for him. But it, I think it was mostly so he had someone to talk to yeah. in the Tarago as we drove from, like, Albany to Geraldton over yeah, 14 yeah, yeah, hours yeah, That's a, a long way. Oh, yeah. It's a long way. Um, so uh, exciting things, mate. We've got, obviously, Mitch coming up. Yes. Um, we're looking to obviously get some of the uh, the AFLW girls on over the next little bit as we approach their season. They're in speaking That's right. season currently. Nathan Burke has agreed in principle to come on, so we'll talk to the coach. But, yeah, cool. we want to talk to the players as well. Uh, it's exciting. I mean, th- that season only starts in six weeks. Yeah, I was about to say it's it's getting so close. Um, and you know, once we go away for the holidays, and they're miserably sitting there eating salad at uh, Christmas lunch, <laughs> and we're all gorging ourselves. Um, yeah, that'll be it. It'll be, it should be good. So yeah, and if you, there's anyone you want to have on, hit us up on the socials. We're always happy to chat. It is me uh, on most of the socials. So if you want to. Ask for advice on on your ruck contests or mental health. I mean, uh, Boydie's probably better. So, but yeah, uh, but I, if- and I and to be frank, I, I check my requests occasionally, not very often. I'm, yeah. a, I'm not a particularly active user. Um, I try and you know promote the things that I, I believe in, but other than that, I just cruise around. Yeah. Look at also he's got gigs and a baby on the way, so you know he's a bit busy. Don't feel bad if he doesn't hit, get back to you. Well, this is a, I think at this point, Danny, I've been talking for at least three and a half to four hours straight today, and it's uh, it's only three o'clock. So, <laughs> all right. Well, you should re- let let's give you a break then. Thanks very much for listening, everyone, and uh, I hope you don't catch COVID. But if you do, I hope this has helped you uh, get through it. You will get through it. We're all great. Go dogs. Get in the car, I get on my way 
Today's episode was proudly brought to you by 8 Star Energy, creating energy for the future and power you can count on. Follow them on Facebook at 8 Star Energy. There's no fast way out of footscray. Says it grinding and it grooving when I go there. Lying snakes tail in my underwear. What the hell did I just find? What they say, there's no fast way.